Hi, everybody. You're listening to the New Dayton Podcast. I'm your host, Chip James, and I'm setting out to shine a light on some of the amazing things happening in and around our great city. On the podcast, you'll hear from exciting people who see Dayton as a city of opportunity and are taking an active role in creating a new Dayton where small businesses and individuals can thrive. Thanks so much for joining me. Let's get to today's episode. Hi everyone, Katie Matthews here. I'm usually the one adjusting the mics and sound and getting the pleasure to sit back and listen to the interviews between Chip and all the amazing people we get to welcome on the podcast. But today, in the spirit of celebrating women-owned businesses, Chip asked me to pop in and record the intro to this episode with the female power squad that owns and runs Heart Mercantile, Luna Gifts and Botanicals, and Beck and Call. Three beautiful, fun, thriving businesses in the heart of the Oregon District, downtown Dayton. We got to sit down with Brittany Smith, Carly Barrett, Kate Gilcher, and Amanda Hensler at Toxic Brew Company right across the street from Heart Mercantile. So you'll hear the sounds of the brewery getting ready to open for the day in the background. This interview was also recorded before the tragedy that occurred in the Oregon District on August 4th, 2019 right across the street from Hart. And we'd just like to acknowledge um, the way that these women responded to that event was nothing short of courageous and strong. And we want to encourage everyone to continue to support them as well as they process the event over the months and years to come and continue to grow their business. So Let's get to our fun conversation with these awesome, inspiring women behind Heart Mercantile. You guys told us that Heart Mercantile is a curated gift store. Gift novelty. Novelty. <laughs> funny. <laughs> Gifts for not everyone. Right. Yeah. Almost everyone. <laughs> but almost everyone. Yeah. People with a sense of humor. Yeah, so... And one of the things we're doing with this podcast when we talk to local businesses is trying to answer the question that I hear a lot or that we hear a lot like in public. And one of the things we hear a lot is that Heart is uh, owned by a group of ladies who own more than one store. Is that true? Mm -hmm. Sometimes they play down. Yes, that is true. Okay, so what's the truth behind that? So we also own a store called Beck and Call, and that's a clothing store right here on 5th Street. And right around the corner on Wayne Avenue, we own Luna Gifts and Botanicals. But there, and there's a mixture of different owners at each store. So, like, uh, the four of us own Heart Mercantile, and then those two, Kate and Brittany, own Beck and Call, and then Brittany and I own Luna with uh, other owners. <laughs> with, with other owners. Other, with some other owners. Over my shoulder. That aren't here. That are not here. Yeah. So it's kind of like this little... So it is, that's why it's talked about and nobody ever gets it right. It's tough. Yeah, no, okay. I don't even understand it. It's sometimes. just easier to say we all own. Yeah, just say we're, yeah. there are sister stores because we're all sisters. I like it's the sister stores. It's so we've got a plants botanical store, which I love, love that place. We've got a clothing store, Beck and Call, which the chalkboard signs out front, that's probably my favorite one. We're going to talk about some of those. And then we've got a gift store, right? Mm-hmm. So those three, okay? Um... So let's talk about sort of the origination story. Uh, I know it might be a little bit 
not painful, but something you guys have talked about a lot. But at the same time, as we are sort of going through this season one, as we're calling it, of the podcast and focusing on downtown, one of the biggest pieces of feedback that I've gotten is that people just love to hear like what was behind it. Like, you know, your fans, they don't really know about it or jump on board with say heart until what? It's been open two, three, four, five months, sometimes a year, right? But let's talk about how we started to find those people and, and how those people came to find you. So can we talk about the beginning of heart a little bit? Okay. So uh, I was bartending at Blind Bob's, walked down the street one day, saw that there was a space up for rent, and it's not often you just see a space come open. Mm -hmm. And so I called my husband at the time, and I'm like, uh, I want to check this space out. We can do something. And like a few months prior to seeing that sign, my, young, my oldest son had had heart surgery. So we were in the process of scheduling his surgeries, and I had a dream one night, because Carly and I were talking about the shop that we opened up a shop and it was called Heart. Hmm. So whatever, I called her the next day and like funny story, haha, like it'll never happen. But then when that space came open, I went ahead and three hours later threw cash down on it and she was on her way to Tennessee and then like uh, <laughs> she's like, hey, shop. I just um, like held the I lease. just put a deposit yeah. down on a, on a store that we're gonna open. And I was like, excuse me, <laughs> which like, store is that? I'm like. <laughs> And I was, I, I freaked out a little bit, but then as soon as I got there, I went to the flea market and my car was full and I got home I'm like, oh my gosh, we're I bought all this stuff for a store. Yeah, it's so like, we, I, like, we worked back for, backwards. Like we had a space, but we didn't have a business model. We didn't have a game plan. We didn't have money. So, and I'm like, um, we got to open in a month because how else are we going to pay rent? So everyone really came through, like our friends, our family members, whatever, to help us find vendors mm -hmm. and... It's like summer of 2015, right? Yeah. Or late, like August, September 15, probably. Yeah. I so mean, we, we probably had half the store filled, right? And some of it, and a lot of it was consignment too. Yeah. We just figured it out. We're just like we didn't even know what a POS system, POS system was. Yeah, we were like handwriting tax. Like, we <laughs> is that point of sale? Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm not a piece of I shit. Know, I know. <laughs> it looked very different than it looks now. It was mostly it was vintage. Mm -hmm. And then with a handful of new vendors that Carly found, like cards and stuff like that. Um, Can you tell me why the word heart came to you in a dream or no? Uh, because uh, they were doing work on my son's heart. Mm -hmm. So he was a, he was going through surgery. Yeah. So and how old was he at the time? He was ten months. So oh wow, that was his third surgery. It was very life consuming mm -hmm. for a, for. A while. Yeah, it was like a weird limbo thing, and um, he's fine now. He is fine now. <laughs> yeah, so he's seven years old and he's fine now. He'll have to have more surgeries, but he's fine now. He's gotten through it. She awesome. even envisioned the anatomical heart in her dream with mm -hmm. the like heart. on the front door. That's why that's our logo. You know, great. We couldn't come up with anything else to and call And you didn't it. have to pay a graphic designer because you yes, just say, because hey, it's, it's Google heart. anatomical <laughs> heart. Did Adam Eckley make that? Mm -hmm. Adam Eckley actually hand drew it for us, but the original she already envisioned everything, so it was just kind of like, well, I guess that's what There was no other more... <laughs> name to call it even though heart especially like when you have a dream like that store. that's destiny yeah, yeah. I'm like we're just going for it so did luna and beck and call come about because heart sort of um like scratched an itch or because it was so successful financially or it was like so heart was doing better and we were testing different things out and it's like we didn't have the time to hunt vintage all the time so we were getting more like locally crafted like lots of etsy vendors in and then we started dabbling with plants. Hmm. He went to the plant wholesaler and we brought them back and they were like wiped out within 
a couple days and we're like, at um, heart. yeah. Yeah. So then we kept selling them, but then we, everything else was doing well too. So we were like, we got to kind of pick and choose what we're selling here because it was getting packed in there of all these different things we were selling. We were still trying to find our, who we were as a business. In 850 square feet, you can only fit so many clothes, vintage items, plants, like everything takes up so much room. So then when another space came open. I was selling wedding items. I'm a wedding photographer as well. And I had like a wedding station. Or, yeah, like cake keep, toppers and stuff. Yeah. Like it was just it was a, a jumble of things without like a true theme. Mm-hmm. So then that space came open. I dragged Carly over there and I'm like, let's do this. And again, she's like, no, nah, because she always says no. And I'm like, I'm the, we're doing it. I'm the one who's like, let's take this there. She's like, no, we're jumping. Well, because like the opportunity <laughs> is like, if you don't go for it, like you'll miss it. Yeah. So I'm like, no, we just have to do this. And then our other friends who had helped us with heart, um, they're like, if you guys ever open up another store, we want to be a part of it. So then so we just asked all of them. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Financially, every, every, every which way you can yep. jump in, they jump in. Sometimes we're all uh, in social settings where we are around people we may or may not want to be around, whatever the case may be, Uh, and you can sort of tell right away if you're in a room with people who are not embarrassed, but like sad to be in Dayton, or they're not, what's the words that we've been using, like they're they're not finding ways to contribute. Right, so they're uh, they're consuming Dayton and they're not really contributing to it, and therefore they're like, oh, they like Cincinnati better, they like Columbus better, whatever the case may be. And then sometimes we're in a room with people who are contributing to Dayton, and therefore they maybe have a little bit more passion about it. They maybe are more excited about the direction that it's going. And I feel like, despite all of our state today, I feel like we're in a table and we're in a group of people who are in that second. Uh, category who are sort of contributing to and passionate about Dayton. We're all Daytonians, correct? And so what about this uh, this era that we're in or this time that we're in where Dayton is sort of on the come up, as I like to say, what part of that excites you or, or just give me some general thoughts on that and we'll see if some of it sticks. I think first of all, if people are saying that they can't find ways to contribute or you know that Dayton's still kind of dead, they're maybe not looking hard enough. Uh, you know, if you tell yourself over and over again that something's stupid or uninteresting or, you know, not creative, then you're going to project that and you're probably not going to find those things. Uh, and I don't know if it's just because of heart and the, like, outreach that we've found that we have, but we see things all the time and we share them on our social media, like projects that are happening or uh, looking for volunteers to paint murals or, you know, come down and participate at this show or this, you know, poetry reading mm-hmm. or whatever it may be. Uh, I see plenty of that, so I'm not really sure. You only get out of it what you put into it. Sure. Right? Yeah. Right. And you guys are putting a lot into it. What are you putting into Dayton right now? I think that, so on that, you have a couple types of people, especially in Dayton. You have the leaders, and then you need those who kind of need to be led. But I don't think that the people that need to be led hate Dayton. They just need guidance on, hey, you know, the leaders make all, all of this stuff happen. You know, you know, there's not a axe throwing thing around the corner. So instead of bitching about it, you make it happen. Right. And you create, create the space that you want in Dayton. And we have lots of leaders in Dayton because it was, it's a, 
place for opportunity. There's all kinds of opportunities here, and you're surrounded by people who are just starting to, so everyone's kind of like on the same level. There's no like, oh, I've been doing this for 45 years, axe throwing business. You know right. what I mean? So um, I think that there's a lot of support among the smaller businesses because everyone's kind of on that level of trying to figure it out and do it. And then the people that are being led, that it's okay to be led too because they might not have the ideas or the, the gung-ho to do it, but they want to have something awesome and rally behind it and to be a part of it as a community, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, the way that they're trying to just connect all the areas too, um, like Oregon District down to where like the cannery is and mm-hmm. um, to, Brown Street. to Brown Street everywhere um, with the mm-hmm. flyer that takes you for free to all these places as a shuttle down here. Right. Um, trying to connect like the students at UD to come down because um, that's also a big thing. Like you know, those kids and Wright State students. All of us are Wright State graduates, oh, so wow. um, you know, just staying in the Dayton area and opening up things where you grew up and where you've like you know been around. We've all been hanging out down here forever, so we've seen even Oregon District evolve. Yeah. And hopefully, people are doing that because they do sense that like kind of community-driven helpfulness. Like, you know, obviously we're open to helping people who have questions, or we get messages all the time like, "Hey, here's my idea. You guys are insane." Like, what did you do? How do you do it? And oftentimes we're like, we don't fucking know. Like, we're just trying real hard right. and it's probably going to work out for you. But here's what we did and try it and maybe it'll work out for you too. Right. Yeah, so hopefully they get that, yeah. you know. Right. Take a chance. Mm. I think that you've seen your peers, maybe if you don't are acquainted to them or you know them personally, when you see them taking a chance and taking a leap and doing something mm-hmm. that maybe you've always thought about doing but you were too scared to do and then yep. seeing them do it and then succeed or fail or learn from their mistakes, then it kind of gives this like bump of courage to, hey, I can do this, I can open this. And then once more people start doing it, then it's like more people start coming, oh, maybe I should get in on this little little town and. I think there's definitely a lot of people that are afraid, right? That are Mm -hmm. scared. I would put myself in that category, but what advice do you have for those people? Let's say they're, they, they graduated Wright State a year and a half, two years ago, or whatever, and they, are, they have this idea, they want to contribute to Dayton with this business, this idea, and they're just scared. What would you say? Well, maybe get a job working somewhere where you can get the experience and the know-how. and In that field. In that field, mm-hmm. and then like we're still figuring out what to do every day. I mean, everybody, like it's a, it's a trial and error, really. I mean... You know, when Brittany opened it up, she probably didn't think it was going to be as big as it is right now today. It's no, probably it didn't. Point. So you know, but rally people around you that believe in you. Right. Because like I didn't know what I was doing, and no one else knew what we were going to do. But like neighbors stepped in, and they're like, uh, "I have a half an hour. I can help you paint something, or do you need something moved?" Like people were just really excited right. to see don't something be, happening. Yeah, don't be, be afraid to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Right, because that creates more than just you doing it alone. When you ask for help, you're you're inviting people into your space to help rally around you. And they feel a part of it. They, they are feel a part, part of it, because they are a part of it, yeah. Right. And I feel like we still base our the model part on that. We want everyone to be involved. We want everyone to like, model. Maybe, we want to. Maybe we have this idea for you guys. Maybe you guys could carry this, or I found mm-hmm. this. Maybe you should talk to this person, collaborate with them. So I think it gives them a feeling of 
being mm -hmm. a part of the business and a part of the story down here. I think that's part of the fun of having something like this in a town like Dayton. You're not in this massive city where you can get swallowed up, you meaning the business, the small business. You're in this yes. town where you can stand out a little bit, yes. right? I mean, you guys... You can open a plant store and be the first one within 100 miles. And have people talking about you constantly, yeah. right? Where it's like, oh, you've got to see this place. It's so neat. It's so different. It's like something you would see in a big city and exactly. everyone flocks to you. I know the first time I came really to all three stores, I think it was, it was like this... Uh, I hate to say like wow it was like almost like a wow I can't believe this is open like I can't believe this is here I got to go check it out I got to go spend some money and Thanks. and support it thank yeah. you <laughs> well, I think the Oregon district has always had um, some amazing restaurants and bars and stuff but once you add the element of retail then it becomes an experience and not just mm -hmm. a place to go eat yeah and go home or where all the drunks hang out or you know what I mean it mm -hmm. becomes an experience it's more like families can come down you can come and like have a day in the Oregon district because there's yeah. stuff to do there's places to shop there's yeah. more people coming down so yeah. I think that having retail brings an element and Brim has how Brim has been down here for a while but two years in Sterling studio and um, our neighbors um, feathers but then adding more like the more you have that's why mm -hmm. we love it when new retail businesses open because then it's more excitement it's more to do it's right It'll bring more people. The more stuff that can get people near your shops, right, for the day, like you said, exactly. the better. Yeah. Um, talk about the female ownership piece of it. I mean, I've got three daughters, and I want them to grow up in a world where they um, believe, rightly so, that anything's possible. And if they want to own a boutique, if they want to own a store, if they want to own a coffee shop, if they want to run for president, they can do that. And I love the fact that Dayton has businesses like, like these where um, they can sort of set the bar and, and motivate and inspire the next generation. What's that mean to you guys? So am I correct? And I believe I'm correct. Most of the businesses, especially in the Oregon district, are female owned. Yeah, Majority like of them are. Even wow. ones that you wouldn't yeah. think so, like Exotic Fantasies. And the Annex. A woman named Missy owns that. Mm -hmm. Blind Bob's, that's, I know Bob Mendenhall is like the figurehead, but mm -hmm. Lisa's Top mm -hmm. owners, cool. so, Corner Kitchen, Brim, Feathers, like Lilies. A lot Ash. of the buildings, just hmm. the buildings themselves, are owned by women. Oh, I'm so having an idea. That's tight. Yeah. Uh, it's nice to have that down here. Yeah. We personally have like an awesome Molly crew of women that mm -hmm. are all super talented in their own ways. Uh, have to be a woman to work at the shops, obviously. Uh, but it's kind of intimidating to walk into a group of women and be like. Yeah. Hey, I'm this dude. I'm gonna work here. Yeah, I felt that. I felt that 30 minutes ago. <laughs> we also have like a big gang of guys that are amazing that support us. Yeah, the toxic and guys especially help us out a lot. Uh, yeah, Ned's whole they collaborate with us. Charlie Stop's been very good to us. Like, we've got all kinds of men down here that you know rep us and send people our way. And cool. There's some shit that's too heavy. They can lift it. <laughs> we should we'll try first. I love yeah. the uh, I love some of the sayings out on the. Do you call them chalkboards? Chalk. Yeah, chalkboards. Chalkboards. Yeah. Name a more iconic duo than white men and information you already know. <laughs> so that's at beck and call. Hart definitely made the sidewalk sign game so strong down yeah. here. I think, uh, per when Brittany and Carly first opened. And it's kind of evolved now into like this snarky, really popular thing. Uh, we do them at all of the shops, and they're all slightly, you know, differently mm -hmm. themed. But you just gotta like 
Do we come up with new ones? Do we Google funny sayings? How we do we Google do that? Them and lots of our patrons send them to us. Oh, they do. Or tag now. us in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's become a They're thing. They're like, yo, look at this one. They'll or slide into our DMs. Like, did you see this on <laughs> yeah. Twitter? So we try to take screenshots. And Which helps because us. there's a new one every day. Yeah. yeah, two, two, two that new ones every day, and we put three out. We photograph okay. them all at a time, and we put three out a day on social media. But two hit the sidewalk okay. every day. So not only is it nice to like have something funny out there, but it does make people stop, and you know, hopefully, most of the time they think it's funny. Sometimes they're offended. But. And sometimes <laughs> we talk about things that people or bring up topics that people don't want to talk about. Right. And we put it very blatantly on a sign. Right. Sometimes with a cuss word. I've seen a couple. Yeah. So then when they're posted online. These two are really good at keeping the conversation the and nav- navigating the backlash. <laughs> I'm wondering too, how you're going to work that. I want everyone to be happy. We stay in the Yeah, shadows. I want everyone to be happy, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, we're going to make someone mad. Yeah. Brittany's like, bring it. <laughs> you know, life is just too short, and like, lighten up. It's so give me an example. Of somebody will what? Stop in the store and be like, hey, this is offensive. Or they email. What do they do? No one ever, stop, no one ever stops in. They want to sit behind their computer screen and complain. Yeah. We've had a handful of like, Big, con- not big controversies. I'm yeah, about they're the pretty big. Couple, yeah. Controversy. Do we want to discuss that one? About vaccines? Uh-huh. Oh, oh let's skip that one. We'll keep that out. Retail scares me just because so much of retail is where? Online. Right? So how are you getting people to choose local on that? I'm really curious about that. That's a lot of work. So we try to find things that not all the big box stores are carrying. Like if Amazon's carrying it, we'd rather not. We've run into situations where we've been carrying something for a long time, then Amazon picks it up. And then we kind of decide at that point if it's worth it to us to carry. Um, But Etsy's been great. And there's another company called Fair that's, they've been great at finding. Small girl or people doing, a lot of women too, doing what we're doing only on like a smaller level. They're making goods and they're selling them and they're not selling them on Amazon or to big companies. Sometimes they get picked up by them and we're like, yeah, that's awesome. Well, yeah, for, them. for them. For them, yeah. Yeah. It's also a testament to Dayton because people, I think, especially still here, up. they are still showing up and they are more and more realizing, I think, that when you live in your city, in your neighborhood, and you shop there, and you spend your money there, and you spend your time there. It is not only good for you and your family and the economy and the government, but it's good for everyone. It's right. good for the city as a whole. Right. And I think that a lot of people maybe didn't realize that before because there wasn't so much going on here other than, you know, in Seattle. part of the experience of coming to the Oregon District. Yeah, so. I don't think that most, a lot of people come in wanting to buy a gift, but a lot of people come in not knowing they want to buy something, and they see something they love because it's funny, because it's curated, because we find the things that are funny and good and then they end up leaving with three or four things you know it's about the experience going to getting a drink going to get some food and knowing who you're buying from I think we go to a restaurant down here and whenever we walk in people like hug us yeah. And that you're paying for that too, like to be known. Who doesn't want to be known? That know? loyal to local thing is like, super important. Yeah. Now people are more aware of where they put their money and especially in topping on what yeah. Kate said, yeah. those same people that come in and bought a card or bought something because they were drunk, they're like, Man, I need a donation for my kids' soccer team. Mm-hmm. Maybe this store that seems to support local a lot, maybe I can go hit them up. Mm-hmm. Amazon's not doing that for yeah, you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's the small businesses yeah. that give back. Totally. And it's cyclical, it, you know, it's, that's how it works. It should continue to work that yeah, way. Yeah, it's the like, community. I think there's something special about the people in Dayton, and I can't tell you what it is. 
but it it is the people here. Like um, we had some friends come over from France and they stayed with us and they were t going all over America. They stayed, they canceled a trip somewhere and stayed an extra three days here because they loved it so much in Dayton, Ohio. And he just loved the people. He had such a good time, the friendships that he made here. And then he went home and now sends his friends here to Dayton, Ohio. <laughs> yeah, to come be a part of the community here. I mean, like these people will accept you, they'll show you around, they'll show you where to go. It's just, and that's, there's something really cool about the people here. That's we why both we're doing separately. the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's moved to Florida, I moved to California, we both came back with our families and just people are like, why? I'm like, like you said, I don't know. We just want to go. Home. Yep. Like, I don't want to go back. So I like them. Good. I like these people. Wrap. What? Do your first wrap up. My first wrap up? All right. We love your stores and um, I'm a big plant person. I have like three fiddly figs in my house and another tree and plants lining my walls. So Luna is where I go buy all my gifts for my friends. Um, and all your other stores are so great. So we Thank really you. appreciate you guys just sitting down with us today. Thank you. Thanks, thanks for having us. Thanks yeah. to you for being part of what makes it great too. Oh, likewise. Yeah. We're doing it. Should we all high five? Yeah, let's high five. Yay! Thank you so much for checking out today's episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed our conversation, share it with your friends. Uh, take a screenshot on your phone, post it on Instagram to your story or to your feed, post a shot on Facebook. Please help us spread the word about New Dayton. You can also subscribe to the podcast. You can leave us a review. And I want to give a special thank you to Katie Matthews for producing and editing the podcast. And a thank you and a shout out to John Waldron, who created all of the music for the podcast. Also, last thing, if you have a guest recommendation, please connect with me on Instagram, chip underscore James, or email me at chipjames at gmail.com. Oh, and one last, last thing, check out the website, choosingdayton.com forward slash new Dayton. Thanks again.